Hi, everyone. Just a reminder that this show is not legal advice, trading advice, financial advice, or personal advice. Enjoy the show, and thank you very much. Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101, the average consumer's guide to cryptocurrency. This is Matthew Aaron, and this is a special podcast because this is the podcast that we announced that we won the Crypto Influencer Award for Best Crypto Podcast. Thank you. But with this win and with these awards came a lot of interesting dialogue from many different people, a lot of distaste, a lot of skepticism, a lot of controversy, and you know what? The awards were probably not done the best. However, we are happy still, nonetheless. And we want to thank the community and we want to talk about our ideas about the whole experience. So please listen to Aaron Paul and myself just wrap out about this experience and we will see you after the show. Aaron Paul, welcome to Crypto 101, sir. Matthew Aaron, welcome to ICO 101, sir. Man, I'm very happy to have you on here today, and I'm very happy that we are able to make this podcast because this is the podcast that we announced that we won the Crypto Influencer Awards for 2018 for Best Crypto Podcast. Boom. And how did we get that, sir? Well, we got that because our community is awesome. The Average Consumer's Guide to Cryptocurrency started as a grassroots community, and we've grown to a, a very robust group of people, and they're just awesome. And when we announced that we were up for a nomination, which I don't even remember. Do you even remember who told us we were nominated? I don't know. I don't, the, I don't know the person, but I know it was Mark that said he got an email from somebody that said, hey, by the way, you're on this website for best crypto podcast. <laughs> we're like, OK, what is this? And game on. Who cares what it is? Let's just let's get the community <laughs> involved and let's go get after it. Exactly. And I'm just honored. Yeah. I started my journey into this space because of you and Crypto 101. I'm an accidental podcaster. I say it all the time because I just wanted to be in this space. Mm. And you and Crypto 101 team has allowed anybody who said they want to help, they want to participate, they want to be involved. And you've said from the outset that Crypto 101 is the average consumer's guide. We are the people that unfortunately are not getting the attention we deserve a lot of the times. Agreed, and, man. And the community rallied together, probably with some very similar feelings that I have. They won, not us. They won. I want to say thank you to the community as well. I don't know if it's me or whatever, but it was this community that you know pulled together, and, and, and I'm very fortunate to have Crypto 101 right now. But what I really want to talk with you about today is about the Crypto Influencer Award in general. And I want to, you know, talk about getting nominated, going through the award process, the awards in general, our experience with awards like this. And because we have a unique idea and outlook about these things that start up, there was a couple mm -hmm. things that happened during these awards where people, some of the podcasters, some of the influencers were distancing themselves with the awards for uh, X, Y, or Z reason that we'll go into in a minute. And 
how we feel about that. And then I want to talk about the future of these kinds of awards and why I think that they're important. And it's not because we can win, but for my opinion, it's because people are getting acknowledged in the space for their contributions. And honestly, I think it's mm-hmm. a good business model. For sure. So let's go back and talk about the story about getting nominated. We got nominated okay. for this award and we didn't know why, but we ran with it. Sure. What is it? Mark got an email from we don't even know who and said, hey, you've been nominated for most influential podcasts. We're like, hey, cool. Because the website and we're like nestled between Unchained, Bad Crypto Podcast, Epicenter, and what was the other one? Bitcoin Uncensored. Yeah, I was not thinking we were going to win. How are you going to beat Laura Shin? She's a cornerstone in the industry at the moment. Number 35 and most influential people. And then and then bad crypto are just marketing machines. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I think your statement was so important. It's the community. It's the community saying, hey, this podcast, this community, we as listeners deserve to win this. And that, that's, that's right. That's cool. I remember when we had a conversation as a team and we said, we don't know what this is. We know it exists. We know that there aren't any other awards like this. For us, we said, look at the community. The community has been awesome. Let's get them involved. And we have a mission and a vision now. And let's rally the troops and see how we compete against bad crypto and unchained. See how our community will respond against their community. And it mm-hmm. wasn't a war. It was a friendly competition. Yeah, and most of the communities, uh, they, they overlap. There's a lot of people that didn't want to be involved. And I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. And me and you spoke about this a little bit. Some people saw their faces on the, on the websites and said, why am I here? Some people kind of wanted to distance themselves from it. And I don't know, it's maybe because they knew that it would be maybe a bad production quality. It's their first time doing something like this. The live broadcast was a disaster. <laughs> their venue was a joke. But I'm not going to hate on them for trying. You can't hate on an entrepreneur for trying. No, absolutely not. Nor putting that list together because I thought that was a solid list of people. For sure. When you had, you know, influences like, you know, Ivan on tech, box mining on there, you had, you know, Lorison for journalism, you had, you know, all the podcasters, the YouTubers and, and what have you. Everybody was there because they were doing something positive for the space. Crypto Bobby. That's right. You know, um, Omar, all these people were there because of their influence into the space. And it mm-hmm. was very interesting to see that some people just said, why am I hear I didn't allow you to use my image, my logos, my things like that. When I thought it should have been more of an idea of flattering or of respect paying, of of tribute. So I was taken aback. And one of the tweets that I saw from, it was from Box Mining. He said, we are not influencers. We are educators. That's not quite true. Mm, That's kind of splitting hairs, isn't it? It is. I can't speak for him or what was in his mind when he was writing that, but certainly you can see or sense the stuffiness in the community against an award ceremony like this. Mm. I mean, you know, go to any state and there's somebody who ran a poll who has the top five restaurants in there. Right. The best burger, the best this, the best that. Right. Trust me. Those restaurants aren't going, you shouldn't have used my logo. Uh, I didn't want to even be in there as nominated (laughs) as an awesome tasting venue where more people might come because now they get to hear about us when they otherwise would have never heard about us. So how dare you put us in the restaurant category? We are a gastro pub. (laughs) Right. (laughs) How can you put me next to raw vegans? Uh, So... (laughs) That was a wrong reaction from some of the titans in the community. We don't know personally the nomination process, do we? No, I have no clue. But somebody nominated us. Somebody nominated them. Mm -hmm. And you could look at it in two ways. You have two mindsets. 
the first mindset as flattery, right? We were certainly flattered. We didn't care. Boom, we're up there, right? Right. Because there's dozens of other podcasts out there. Yeah. There's dozens of other YouTubes. Yep. And people who are trying to be influencers or probably are amazing influencers that nobody listens to. Mm-hmm. The other mindset is, how dare you not speak to me before you recommend me? (laughs) Right. And I think they were thinking of it as a business, kind of a business aspect of it. This is the way I think that they were thinking about it is like, you are using my brand as a way to promote your, your thing. So, so you can get popular and make money. And okay. And yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But it's also doing a service for the for the community as well. Putting this list together, I personally think that <laughs> there were a couple where, that were like, mm, why are they there? I, I will I will admit, for the most part, 90% were supposed to be there. And right. everybody knows that. And they're like, hey, you know, we get to see our the biggest crypto personalities, educators, influencers, TA people, whatever you want to call them, in mm-hmm. one place, in one venue, in one spot. And this is a service for the community. This is how I saw it. And, yeah, for and sure. I, I don't think that being an educator, I think Crypto 101 is a space and ICO 101 is a space where where we cater to not only the new people, we cater to the, you know, the experts, the, the you know, the casual hobbyists, the, you know, extreme hobbyists, you know, just to get information out there to people. And just because you're an educator doesn't mean you're not an influencer. For sure. Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson will not say, I don't think he would say he's not influential. He is definitely influential, even though he is an educator, educator, because he educates to influence for the things that he believes about science. That's right. So what's wrong with being an influencer? I don't think there's anything wrong with being an influencer as long as you have the right intentions and the community in all of its amazingness can point out or just knows when somebody is not a good influencer. And if they don't think somebody's a good influencer, then they'll shut them out just the way it is. There were some concerns, though, with the event that they were implying by some of their advertisements that, that these individuals, Andreas Antonopoulos, Box Mining, for example, were going to be at the event speaking or attending. And they wanted to yeah. make sure that everybody knew that they weren't going to be there. Um, if that was the case, and again, I didn't see the promotion or I didn't read the promotion like that. I guess it's fair enough to say that they did because more than one person said, hey, we're not going to be at this event. What the hell are you doing with right. our logos on that shit? The, the event was wrong. I don't think so. I think that I have to put myself in the shoes of an entrepreneur. And this is, for me, an entrepreneurial event. I don't know who all the founders were. I didn't spend that much detail. I did talk to one of the event organizers. He was a nice guy. And we talked about something completely different than the event, to be honest with you. But an entrepreneur wants to succeed. And there was a team involved here. It's not inconceivable that one of these, an intern or somebody on the team got excited and somebody in leadership was trying to empower somebody else and said, hey, put that out. Yeah, I love it. And they didn't really think about it because they're excited. Yeah, it came out wrong. But does that mean that the whole idea of influencer is incorrect? Does that mean that these people shouldn't have been there? Were they maliciously trying to self-promote themselves by using these people? I don't think so. They were hoping that these people would show up Mm -hmm. and they didn't. What if they do it again next year? I mean, is it going to come out to the same result? A good leader would look at this and say, where did we make mistakes? How can we be better next year? And let's start planning next year now. 
well, you and I both agree this is an awesome thing. The community needs it. Why not have it during that week? And eventually, I think it's going to take off. Now, that's where the stuffy crypto politics come into play, doesn't it? If this thing is going to be successful, then who wants to control the success? Mm. We've seen this movie before, haven't we? We have. We've seen this in Shanghai. And Aaron, Paul, and I were in Shanghai together back around seven or eight years ago. 2010, oh, wow. I think I met, I met you. We're both Americans, so of course we hit it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a nice person when you first meet me. No, no, you're, you're not. Especially at that time, you were rather interesting. That was me then. Me now is completely different. But anyway. It's true. It's true. We, we're, we're both pretty different people. I mean, eight years does change change a person. And uh, the environments, our work, our jobs, our careers, our lives all have changed in eight years dramatically. For sure. But we've seen this in 2010. In 2010 in Shanghai, we were working at the best nightclub restaurant shareholder venue in Asia. And it was a beautiful venue. We had all the movie stars there. We had all the money there. If you come to Shanghai, you are going to this place for dinner, for drinks, for a party. Everybody knows it. Everybody bragging. If you go to Asia, you're going to know. I mean, we have ran into people in the States randomly and say, where do you work? And they say, oh, that, oh, we've heard of there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool. It was a pretty neat experience for sure. It definitely was. It definitely was. And very rewarding to be a part of. So back in like early 20, I think 2008 or 2009, the Shanghai F&B Food and Beverage Awards, they started picking up. They started. And different magazines. City Weekend, right? By City Weekend, that's Shanghai Mm -hmm. and other other people trying to get into this. And nobody wanted to be involved. Involved. Everybody was just like, ah, eh, whatever, some stupid ass awards, what have, whatever, fine, we get an award. Well, our venue won the award. We won the award the year after that. We won the award the year after that. And mm-hmm. other restaurants started winning awards. And then more people started taking notice about when they walk into the venue because they had these beautiful red stars you can put on the front of your venue that said we won the, the and these are the People mm-hmm. Choice Awards. This isn't yeah. like some tasters came out to the restaurant and said, oh, this is the best steak in town. No, this is the community coming mm-hmm. back and voting for the best view, the best steak, the best cocktails, the best restaurant manager, the best bartender, the best barista, whatever. It was an honor to have those red stars on your venue when you walked into it. And people, when, when people saw it, they said, oh, this place must be good because it's reviewed by my peers. Point, and at some point, you actually worked to try to achieve that and rally the people around winning that award. Mm-hmm. If you're going to win an award, and it's kind of corrupt now, but it's a great business model. Yeah. You, you need to be affiliated with their magazine and running ads in their magazine, or you will That's not right. get a mention. They became themselves a machine. And I think what you were trying to say was, in comparison to this event, when, when these that Shanghai and City Weekend were, were starting this, it was dismissed. Mm-hmm. And they went on and people hated on them. The restaurants that they nominated hate on them. They nobody cared. Oh, man, things, things who, people would say who, things like, yeah, who are you guys? You, you don't know food. I'm a chef. The, and who yeah. are you to <laughs> tell me what food is good and not food? You, do you know French food? Yeah. In Shanghai? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that's what you were saying. You were saying, and it's very similar to this, like, who are you? And who do you think you are can put this up there? Mm. You're a noob in this. Maybe they're not noobs, but let's just say you're a noob in this space because you didn't buy Bitcoin in 2013. You don't, <laughs> you know? Don't have me on your website. And this is exactly what we saw in Asia. For you and me, when we saw this, we go, oh, we've seen this play before. Not a big deal. Now restaurants like Hakkasan, uh, Joe Robuchan are both in the building, uh, same building that I ran, was the GM of a nightclub in on the Bund. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Jean Georges, uh, these yep. Michelin star chefs have those stars on the front of their door when you walk in. You want to know why? Mm -hmm. Because something to be proud of. Yep. This isn't some Michelin guide walking around saying, oh, this food is good. These are your mm -hmm. peers. This is the community that comes to your restaurants yep. and they're voting. Yep. These people had significant emotional responses when they went to your place, so much so that they felt the need to vote for them and they won. Mm -hmm. And that's something to be proud of. And that goes into amazing customer care. Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the Ufi Video Lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three-in-one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition, and it has AI self-learning chips, so the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery, and it lasts around four months, but don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice, and also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recorded. Recordings, they're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy Video Lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one. With the three-in-one, you don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It goes into the way you hire your people and how you make sure that they treat them. It, make, it goes into how you hire your leadership to make sure that they're, teach, they're treating their employees correctly so that their employees treat their customers fairly and right. And that bleeds into that award and that user experience. And so I hope, it's my hope that Crypto Influence Awards with all of the, they can take it in two ways, right? A good leader can look at it in two ways. One, I failed and it wasn't my fault or we didn't do so good. Let's learn from it. It mm -hmm. was my fault. Here's how we can get better. And next year we're going to, we're going to do this right and take ownership of it. So if you were to give them suggestions of how to make this event better next year, what would you tell them to do? My advice to them would be to take a week, examine and decompress and really take ownership of any single mistake that was made. 
That's the first thing. Just to have the mental mile, the, the mental model of the mistakes that were made and the legitimate want and desire to be better. Number two, and I think this is the most important, they reach out to those in the community who perceived them as being malicious in their intent and own that. Apologize, reaffirm what they were trying to do, what happened, what went wrong and won't happen again, and just let it be. And hope that makes a difference in the recipient's heart and mind for next year. But you have to own it and you have to right an immediate wrong or even perceived wrong, even if you don't think you were wrong, in order to at least try to reunify the community. Because what they were trying to do was unify the community. Maybe there were some bad tactics involved and it, and it could divide a community, especially if you have Andreas Antonopoulos saying, this is bullshit. Right. That's a pretty big influencer. Right. So you got to reach out to that guy. And it's a little disheartening. I'll set the disheartening stuff aside. That's my advice. I'm going to add number three. What's Start that? early. Start early. Hell yeah. They should be starting now. Sending yep. emails, apologizing for the mistakes, opening up to the community, asking to go yep. on the podcast, go on YouTube channels yep. with these influencers and explain the story. Tell them the story straight up. Yeah. Here are some yep. of the things I heard through the grapevine. Venue got switched last minute. So they had a venue. It was there. It had all of their live streaming. This could be, you know, truth or not true. I don't know. This is what I, I was told. And it got switched. So they had to hustle to, you know, get this done. That there were a couple people who were supposed to be the online hosts for the event. It was a podcaster. And they backed out uh, last minute. And they were yep. trying to go and, uh, and find somebody. Because they did come and ask us to do it. Uh, but we were traveling at the time and were not able to do it. Start early. Start early. Start early. Hey, start early and have a plan first before you go on any <laughs> podcast, any this, any that. Have a proper plan that everybody can rally behind. And then, yes, exactly what you said. Start now. Number four, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. <laughs> yes. In event planning, you have to think about worst case scenario. What if that mic goes out and that internet connection goes out and then the other backup internet connection goes out? Who can you call? What can you do? What if the caterer doesn't deliver on time? What if they just cancel the contract? Worst case scenario planning, rehearse. Exactly. All of that. I remember working in the venue that we worked at together and our mutual friend, he was very paranoid. What if the credit cards machine go out? Well, we have a yep. backup one. This guy was so paranoid, and this is not paranoid, this is cautious, very very mm -hmm. smart, is he had the old school 1980s credit card machines on with the um, with the carbon paper <laughs> down in the basement that if the if the shit went down, he's getting his money. That's right. If we would bring that thing up and we would click click credit cards all day long. <laughs> yeah. You do that. You have to. You do that you in China, people look at you crazy, but we're gonna get your number. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy if he's listening right now you know who you are <laughs> give me my watch yeah right <laughs> number five make the relationships get the people that are going to be there and book those tickets to get them at that show no matter what because no matter if it's going to cost you money no matter if you lose money on the event the people that are there are only added value. Mm -hmm. So spend the money, go in the hole, ask for more sponsorship, ask for more investment, but make it the event 
proper, nice, glitz, and glam. Get the lighting right. I was watching the live show, man. There's like fluorescent lighting and shit. I was like, come on. You got to yeah, get that down. Yeah, it was a conference room. Yeah, you got to get that down. I think it was a conference room. You got to get that, you know, got to get that vibe, that glamour vibe. I mean, you're, you're bringing the best influencers out. You have to do it like, like people are expecting the Grammys. You got to give them the Grammys. That's right. Yeah. Number six for my suggestions to them is to have a dedicated staff with one experienced person and a lot of interns or two experienced people and a lot of interns just doing relations with the influencers. And that's the pre-follow-up. That's keeping them up on the score if they're in first place or second place so they can help promote after the event, figure mm-hmm. out who won, exactly when they win, changing your yeah. website, contacting everybody, putting out press releases after the fact, making sure all those emails yeah. are set out. But this is only on an individual basis. And you can have contact people just like, hey, my name is Amber. I'm going to be your contact for this event. Yep. If you win, I'll be booking your tickets. I'll be right. doing everything for you. If, if not, that's okay. We will be contact through this event. And I'll, I'll be your contact next year. Or if not, I'll pass you to somebody else. I think if you gave us another hour, you and me can come up with an entire roadmap. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I, I, I think all in all, Aaron, I think that me and you have the same mindset for this is it's a great business plan and it could be really fun for the community. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I was thinking about throughout all of this, because this was at around the time we were at Ethereal and I remember thinking, how important, again, I liken this to my Shanghai days. In my Shanghai days, I was a little entrepreneur, a kid in the mind of most people going around and asking for mentors and advisors and telling them what I want to do, taking advice and not taking advice. And in Shanghai, it's been a while since I've been there, almost five years now, if you can believe it. But when I was there, you could go to a place like Mint where it was the richest of the rich at a table. And next to that table, you had all the English teachers from the Shanghai American School. And you could bullshit with the rich of the rich without any stuffiness or reservation or pretension. And um, that was one of the things that I believe helped foreign entrepreneurs in Shanghai. You could get the help. All of the pieces were there for you to succeed if you would take the proper advice and put in the hard work. If I wanted to start a restaurant in Shanghai and you already had a restaurant in Shanghai and somebody came up to Mint and said, hey, I want to speak to you know the chef or I want to speak to Matthew or I want to speak to Aaron. What do you think about my ideas? Would we talk to him? Heck yeah, we would talk to him. Yeah, hey, here's what we did. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Here's how we attracted these type of people. Here's the type of people that you don't want. And in this space, that doesn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. We're all here in this space because we want to see blockchain succeed. It's going to succeed. We want to see mass adoption. There's going to be mass adoption. We want to see more people in this space. And if less than 1% of the entire world's population is in crypto, why should anybody look down to anybody who's trying to do something great in this space? Unless they're malicious and intent, and you can prove that, we should be helping everybody, man. I didn't say to one person, no, man, uh, let's not talk when I was at Ethereal, not one. And I hoped that when I approached somebody, they would say the same thing. So 
That's my rant. It's a good rant, man. I'm, I'm feeling that. It's a hard thing. It's a hard balance, you know, and I think that that actually has to be part of your business plan. You have What's to, the hard balance? Real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off real quick. What's the hard balance? Because if you were not, I was thinking about time too, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you've got all these busy people and you're like, hey, come to our awards, like when you want to be welcoming, but where do you find a divide in time? I get that. Mm-hmm. But where else do you think the balance could be? Well, I think that you have to think about it first. If you're not thinking about the time, the welcoming everybody and and spreading yourself out that way, then you are going to struggle to get yourself into a silo because you you start in a silo. Then you get yourself into different cliques or silos. And then Mm -hmm. you don't want to associate out of those cliques and silos or groups or influencers because you're afraid of what your group is going to say. I'm trying to figure out a good example. Just to say uh, an extreme influencer right to put that extreme influencer on the same say awards ticket as somebody that just came out but maybe is a little popular or is very well liked in the community Mm. will be offensive and why would that be offensive because the extreme influencer the huge guy didn't think about his branding and how it could actually co-brand with newcomers or expand mm-hmm. outside of the niche that they created probably for themselves, especially in this, uh, in the crypto space, you're creating your own niche. You're creating your own, you know, genre of podcasting, of YouTubing. Mm. Doesn't, it didn't yeah. exist before. So when you become yeah. like the Ivans on text, the bo- box mining, or, you know, in the YouTube space, you are, let's just say the top influencer. And then to have somebody new just pop up and be like, hey, hi guys. They're like, whoa, <laughs> hey, wasn't expecting this. Yeah, maybe they're a noob in their mind, but let's be real here. Not a lot of people know about Crypto 101 Podcast in terms of the royalty in the space, do they? No, they don't. But we have a heck of a community, hell of a community. And I think that there are more Crypto 101s and companies out there with an amazing following. And I think that the, I like the word you use, I think the royalty needs to be on check mm-hmm. and seek to understand how that perceived noob got on there. Mm-hmm. Because if you talk to people who are in this space and some of the people you have gotten on your podcast, wasn't it CZ who said, I've been in tech my whole life. I didn't understand blockchain. It took me six months. Yeah. I had to read about it. Took me a little bit longer sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So if that guy was a noob and it took him a while to figure it out and the space is moving so quick and a lot of the people, a lot of the CEOs in this space, they get behind. I don't know. I think that we're all kind of even. I think Joe Lubin said it the other day talking to you. He said, I have focused my energy on different things and I'm Mm -hmm. losing track of the space. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he did say that. That's about exactly what he said. And And you uh, and I were just talking about it. How are we losing the space just working so hard sometimes? (laughs) Right. Oh, man. Oh, man. Shit. I don't even I haven't even had time to invest in the things that I want to invest in. Oh, man. I was just talking. I'm I'm chasing the rabbit like crazy right now. I was just talking to Zen Cash today. I had an interview with Zen Cash. I I think this is going to come out before Zen, actually. So we're good. And Zen was recommended by the community. A couple people said, hey, we got to get these guys on. I want Crypto 101 to interview them because we love listening to Crypto 101. And I was like, first of all, thank you. Cool. All right. So let's let's do it if you're asking (laughs) for it. I love I love the recommendations from the community. As a matter of fact, I got a preview, two previews that I'm doing that were, hey, I got emails. I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. Right. Exactly, man. So it's, it's, it's super cool. But then when I heard about Zencash and I'm, I'm, I, I told Rob this this morning, I was like, bro, 
I didn't know you guys existed until they recommended you. (laughs) It's kind of embarrassing, but it's truth, man. Like coins pop up here and there and and they go through these projects. And even if they were there, they have evolved so much since the last time I looked at them. I have no clue what they are anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's no way I, I can keep up. And I don't think anybody can keep up unless this is really, honestly, your full, full, full time job, 80s hours a week. And then I still think you're in, in the shit. Yeah, because eventually you're going to jump down a hole and it's going to, you know, filter you from other things. Yeah, man, exactly. Aaron Paul, thank you very much for spending 40 minutes of your time to talk about the Crypto Influencer Awards, our My involvement, pleasure, man. everything else with that, man. It was, it's always good to talk to you, brother. You too. I appreciate talking to you. And I know you're going to get a little embarrassed, but I appreciate you and everything you've done for the community. And I thank the community for being so supportive of us, for voting us most influential podcast and for giving me the warmest welcome I never would have imagined in this space. Thank you very much everybody. Thank you everybody for voting for us for our best crypto podcast in the Crypto Influencer Awards 2018. And to the Crypto Influencer Awards, we do hope you push through. It was a cluster of miss... Challenge. It was a challenge. Good word, Aaron. Thank you. But we hope that doesn't discourage. I hope that you do not lose sight of the bigger goal because this is actually a cool idea and we are happy to take part in it. Aaron, you have a baby waking up. Go enjoy. Rain him with crypto kisses. Oh, shit. Crypto kisses. I think we just made another business, dude. (laughs) It's like crypto titties, but crypto crypto kisses. Bye, Aaron. Write it down. What are you talking about? Boom. He wrote it down. Crypto Kisses ICO coming next year (laughs) by Crypto 101 Media. Hey, man. Rare lips. We're going to make some rare lips. Yes. And purple lips and pink lips and dysfunctional lips. Yeah, we're going to have. We can name them after after, like celebrities. We can give them some uh, some, um, Betty Boop lips. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We could put the lip on a butt and sell the whole thing. As a kiss ass? As a kiss ass. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. Later, bro. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Crypto 101. Like always, ApogeeCrypto.com. That's A-P-O-G-E-E Crypto.com. The best place to check your real-time prices. CryptoNews.com. The best place to check your news. And if you want a website, WP on the fly. Now, for the next episodes of Crypto 101, it's going to be as follows. We're going to have a rant commentary from myself about my motivation of getting into the crypto space and making this podcast. I think it's long overdue to get a little bit of insight of why I'm doing this. Then we have a couple of great interviews coming up. We have Blue Frontiers. They are making floating islands that run on cryptocurrency. We have Zencash, or they want to be rebranded as Zen, and they're going to wrap out with us. And we have the Dollar Vigilante, Jeff Berwick, and we had a great conversation. So there's a lot to look forward to in Crypto 101. We will see you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.